Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition, because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast where we're going to be talking about putting yourself first. And I think this is a good time of year to put yourself first with this final week and a half of August and being able to relax and think about who you want to be, where you're at, and how to move forward as we come upon September. So putting yourself first, we're going to break this down into three steps. And the first is to decide what you need. Now, in an earlier podcast, I talked about the four levels of wellness, the four areas of wellness, the physical, the emotional, the mental, cognitive, and the spiritual. So you can think about what you need on each of those levels and challenge yourself or you can pick one thing. So for example, maybe on the physical level of wellness, you're feeling stagnant and you feel like you need some cardio. So get a piece of paper, your journal, and write down some of the things you're thinking about that you need. You know what you're gonna need because your body's gonna be telling you. You're gonna be either irritable from you know too much food over the summer, maybe too much ice cream, maybe too much um, you know, carbs, maybe not enough. Maybe you're not eating enough. Maybe you need more So of those things. Maybe you need more carbs. Maybe you need more. Um, and if you, if you have an OCD kind of a brain, I'm just going to throw this out there, you are a person who needs carbs. Um, so you got to think about that. you got to know your brain type. I'm going to highly recommend Daniel Amen's book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, where he talks about the different types of brains that we have and foods and supplements that go along with those. It's an excellent book. Um, it's where I've gotten a lot of my information and in helping clients deal with the types of brains they have over the years. And so that's why I say that. You know, I think at first glance, if I say you might need more carbs and you're listening to this, you might think, well, who needs carbs? Because it's just going to make you, you know, feel sluggish or heavy, but not the case. If you're a person who's struggling with sleep issues, and then you want carbs at dinner. It's going to help you wind down and get ready for bed. I know I cut carbs out of my diet for a while, just as an aside conversation here, and um, was having sleep issues. And once I put them back in, when I was rereading his information um, for the umpteenth time, um, I realized, like, oh, I was missing carbs later in the day. And once I did that, it helped a lot. So, so that's what I mean. There are things to think about. It isn't just straightforward, you know, too much protein is, is um, you know, too much or too much carbs is not healthy for you, right? There's no one size fits all. So you have to think about physically what your body needs. And that's not just food. It may be exercise. It may be sleep. It may be grace. It may be slowing things down. You know, maybe you've been going, going, going all summer and you need to slow things down or it might be the opposite. Maybe you've been stagnant and stuck, not doing enough and in terms of like reaching your potential 
and you might need to take some action steps towards where you want to go. So decide what you need for yourself. And deciding what you need for yourself takes quiet. It takes taking a minute, getting your journal out in the morning and thinking, okay, what kind of a day do I want to have? Um, what do I need today? You know, was there too much of something yesterday and now I need to pull back today? So we need a space to be able to decide what we need. So you need to take that time for yourself. Maybe it's the night before where you take a few minutes to think about how you want the day to go tomorrow. Or maybe it's first thing in the morning. You get your cup of tea or your coffee and you sit down with a piece of paper or your journal or your planner and you decide what you're going to need physically. And then you move on to emotionally. You know, maybe you were putting a lot of energy out there emotionally yesterday and you need to pull back. Or maybe you're feeling a little isolated and you need some connection. So, you know, you're, if you're craving that, then reach out to somebody via text or Zoom or in person and decide, you know, who's going to be somebody that might make you feel good today or somebody who's going to inspire you. Think about, you know, think about what you need emotionally. Take that emotional temperature and decide what it is for you that you need. Maybe it's just a book that you want to read from somebody who inspires you or motivates you. And so sitting and curling up outside in your yard, you know, in the sunshine or, um, you know, whatever, whatever space you prefer to sit and be inspired by somebody is what you feel you need today. And this can change and does change on a day-to-day basis. So putting yourself first and deciding what you need is really a moment-to-moment, a day-to-day thing. So sometimes we hang out there for a while in one phase of needing something physically. We might need to hang out there for a few months. But oftentimes, and I, I prefer taking that emotional temperature every single day or that check-in of deciding what we need every day or the night before because things change. And it's a way of being present. So paying attention to what you need is going to help you to be less reactive in the future. So, for example, if you're ignoring, ignoring, ignoring what you need physically, whether it's cardio or certain types of food, and then you get to that place where you just like enough is enough, that's the place where our gremlins really get in there and we have a harder time backtracking. So deciding what you need is a way of being proactive in those four areas, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Maybe mentally you need some stimulation. Maybe you need some new books to read, some new conversations to have. Maybe you want to sign up for some classes now to take in the fall because you feel like, you know, after you're done, you know, hanging out this summer, you really feel like you want to get on some type of a structured program where you're going to be learning something and it's going to supplement and support the things that you have been meaning to do for a while. And then spiritually, maybe you need more downtime, you know, in in nature just to sit and listen to God or what the universe is saying to you. I would encourage you to challenge yourself to decide what you need in each of those areas and to sit down and take the time to do that. And if that feels overwhelming to you or it it just seems like it's too far for you to go, then pick one thing. Decide one thing that's screaming at you right now that you need. You know, maybe you need to use your voice with somebody and it's all you can think about is you have to speak up and, and, and speak your truth to somebody and have a certain conversation with your partner about something that's been bothering you um, or your children 
or you want to stop yelling so much or being irritable with your family. You know, maybe that's just number one in the agenda and you can't even think about little branches of food and nutrition and anything else. Okay, then that is your thing. So pick that thing, decide what you need, and then be all in. When we come back from our sponsor this week, we will talk about the second step of putting yourself first. The sponsor of this week's podcast is Whole Body Solutions, a female-owned holistic wellness center established more than 30 years ago by Dr. Ann Doggett in Quincy, Massachusetts. Their goal is to provide natural answers to health and wellness concerns for the community. They are excited to announce that their safe, effective, and quality-controlled products are now available online. Take 10% off your first order by signing up for their patient rewards program at shop.wholebodysolutions.org. Okay, so once you decide what you need, whether that's one thing in each of the four areas of wellness or one thing, then you need to schedule it. So this is why I like the night before or first thing in the morning to sit down and once you know it in your brain, like tuning into yourself. So maybe you meditate this morning or tomorrow morning. And you're feeling like, wow, I just need to shut the world out even a little bit more than we already have. And I just need to just figure out like what my body is telling me to do with a certain decision I need to make or, you know, deciding that next course of action in terms of my career or a relationship. So once you decide what you need, then you have to schedule it. So you schedule the thing you want in your planner, on your piece of paper, on your whiteboard in your kitchen, however you work your schedule, and you move it from a theory in your mind that you know you need to do, and you put it into a solid action step. This is often where we get stuck, and a lot of clients will say to me, like, I know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. And that's, that's the simple yet profound challenge for all of us. We know what we need to do intuitively. When you come to trust yourself intuitively, you're much more apt to execute what your body, mind, and spirit is telling you to do. So if you know you need to speak up, then on your schedule, you need to put that in today, not tomorrow, not next week, not in October. You need to put down on your schedule today to make that phone call, to write that email, to have that conversation with that person in your home. So maybe you ask the person, hey, do they have time to talk today? Or you shoot a text to somebody and say, you know, can I give you a call? Can we go for a walk? Or, you know, can we sit down tonight after the workday is over? Whatever that is for you, but you move it from what you know you need to do in your mind and you move it into an action step because knowledge is power and wisdom is in the application. You want to move it from theory into a grounded roadmap to get you where you need to go. And that's going to make you feel like you're on more solid, stable ground. You're going to feel far more in control of your relationships, of your life, uh, in your life, because you're going to be trusting yourself and then having faith that by acting on that information that you know is the right thing to do, even if you don't know what the outcome looks like, you're moving in the direction you want to go. And this takes courage to be able to schedule something and say, I'm doing it today. I'm going for that walk today. I'm going to go to the store and buy the foods that support my brain type today to, you know, 
watch a documentary or TED Talks that are going to support and inspire me to move forward on this career path today, whatever that thing is for you, but put it into an action step. So now you have a grounded plan. If you say you're going to talk to that person at two, two o'clock comes, you're picking up the phone. Or if you say you're going to go to the store between nine and 12 in the morning, then you're looking at your schedule and you're going around that schedule to make sure it happens. You're, you're organizing your chores. You're organizing your workday around having the conversation with that person or doing those chores or taking that step. You're making it a priority in your life. And the action of making that step of priority is basically saying law of attraction style to the universe that you matter and that you're putting yourself first. So you have to be able to execute the plan. And that comes with a schedule. So if you don't have a planner, I'm a huge fan of planners, you know, checking things off. I love making lists. You know, I'm a list girl for sure. Um, So if that's not your thing, then put it in your phone or, you know, just a piece of paper that you have on the counter in your kitchen. So every time you walk by, you're like, yeah, I got to do that. Got to do that. It's going to eat at me if I don't do that. Schedule it. Scheduling sets you up for success. And that's the third step. When you set yourself up for success, what you're saying to the world is that you're not going to let things get in your way. You're in order to execute this plan. You're drawing a boundary line in the sand to make sure things happen. So this is this is how it looks real time. You say, I'm going to call my mom and have that conversation with her that I want to have. So I know I need to do that by five o'clock because then I want to focus on the kids and my family with dinner. And then during the day, things happen. Things come up. You get phone calls. You have to deal with customers. You have to deal with clients. You have to deal with your neighbors. You have to deal with your chores, whatever it is. The gremlins are going to pull you in so many different directions to hold you back. Because if you execute the plan of deciding what you need, scheduling it, and then acting on it, you're raising your vibration. You're saying, I matter. You're saying, I trust myself. You're saying, I'm going to move forward this, with this because even though it's hard or even though I don't want to change my food habits or, or have this conversation or whatever that is for you, when you do that, you are raising your vibration and breaking through that wall that holds you back. Your gremlins are not going to like that. They're going to throw things at you. They're going to throw curveballs at you. And you're going to say at the end of the day, a lot of times, I just couldn't do it today, but I will tomorrow. How often do we do that? A lot, right? A lot. So you have to plan and set yourself up for success by knowing that there's going to be interruptions. There's going to be distractions. And when you start to understand that those distractions are by design from the dark side, you know, from your shadow, from your gremlins, you're going to have a far less irritable reaction to those things or a, you know, procrastination habit, if you will. It's more of an understanding of, oh, I see what's happening here. I said I was going to make that phone call. I said I was going to go to the grocery store. I said I was going to work out. And then these distractions came into my life and I blamed it on the distractions. Well, my kids needed me. You know, someone at work needed me. Well, you need you. You need you. You need to be able to have faith 
that your body and mind and spirit is giving you all the wisdom that you need to move forward with something. And that if you don't act on that over time, you come out of alignment with a natural state of being that's you already have the information inside of you that knows what you need to do, whether it's on a physical, emotional, spiritual, or mental level. And when you erode that relationship, you lose yourself. Psychically, you step out of alignment in your energetic field and you become disjointed. You become fragmented from yourself. And that's where maladaptive habits can come from. That's where we fall out of harmony with peace in our lives and feeling power. Once you know how things work like that, when distractions come and it's, again, by design, meant to throw you off your game, you can make it such a more playful, um, easy, and way less time-consuming approach because you just, you go, oh, there it is. Oh, yep, there's a distraction. Nope, I have to, I have to, you know, make sure I get this done today because moving forward and prioritizing my life is saying yes to my life. And when I do that, more good things happen better things come into play for me. My power rises, the right kind of power, the authentic power, not ego power, but that soul power of trust and faith and peace and all the feelings that we all want to have at the end of the day when we put our heads on our pillows at night. Trusting that information that comes, acting on it by deciding what you need, that takes quiet. Scheduling that time, making sure you have a roadmap for knowing what you need to do. And then setting yourself up for success by, you know, planning for interruptions and being aware of what the interruptions mean. This is how you get there. This is how you put yourself first and set yourself up for a really good life. So I encourage you to prioritize yourself. Yes, over your children. Yes, over your partner. That doesn't mean you're ignoring anybody. That doesn't mean you're not going to be there for them. It just means putting the oxygen mask on yourself first of what feels right and true for you. Because when you love yourself enough to do that, you can love everybody else around you in ways that you, you can't even imagine for yourself today. Okay, questions for this week. Uh, first question from a mom who asked about dealing with teen anxiety, particularly this fall as everybody goes back to school and college, but specifically for teenagers. And last week we talked about the little ones. So briefly in dealing with teen angst and the uncertainty of, you know, what what kind of activities they're going to be able to do and classes and, you know, the whole the whole thing, I would say simply hold the space. Take your kid's emotional temp every single day. You know, for some of our kids, it's 1 to 10. I, I believe I had said this in a, in a previous podcast. But for my son, I'd always ask him 1 to 10. How's your day going? And I knew if it dipped below a 7, that was our time to say, okay, park it. Let's have a conversation. And over that, it would be, you know, thumbs up, good. No need to have a big dissertation about it. Some kids are like that. You can just 1 to 10. And then there's other ones who want to chat, you know, and they're going to give you more. So know that. No one knows your kids better than you. No therapist, no doctor, no authority figure. You know your kids the best. So decide what they need 
and hold the space for them to be able to check in. Because sometimes, even when we're busy, you know, they're doing homework and they're doing their thing and they're talking to their friends, they still need, you know, we might think they're busy, they're on their phones, they don't need me, they don't, you know, if they're not crying, they don't need me kind of thing. But it's a, it's a, it's a really great feeling when someone just says, how are you? Not just the quick thing at the grocery store, how you doing? We all say, oh, fine, fine, even if we're not, right? It's asking somebody how they are. Your kids need that from you more than anybody. Take the time. Even if you don't think they need you, even if you don't think they look anxious, just ask them, how are you doing? How's your day going? Hold the space. And in the space that you're holding, always remember to raise the bar for them. So challenge them. So if they're down, hold the space, let them process it. But raise that bar for them, too, by being able to say, this too shall pass. Can we think in bigger ways? Maybe today is tough, but how do you think tomorrow is going to be? How do you want this semester to go? How do you want this day to go? What can you do to contribute to having a really powerful, happy day? Raise the bar for them. So you don't have to jump right to that. Hold the space for them first. Set, set the table but raise the bar for them as well. I got an email from somebody saying that they always tend to notice what's wrong and how do they make their life better and and use law of attraction to make things right if they're always focused on what's wrong. So gratitude, gratitude. If you're a person who tends to find what's wrong all the time, you're going to get more of it. And then you're going to blame it on the situation that things don't go well for you and law of attraction works for other people, but not for you. And it's not logical and blah, blah, blah. Focus on what's right in the moment. How we do that is by practicing gratitude. If you don't have a gratitude practice, and I did a previous podcast on gratitude, start one every single night, three to five things you're grateful for. You can find them. There's always something to be grateful for. A clean house, the weather, your kids, your family, your friends, anything. Find something. Just drop it as an anchor. But three to five things is where you really want to challenge yourself. That way, when you go to bed, because the research shows that we know that kids and adults who go to bed practicing gratitude, three to five things they're grateful for, tend to, in their waking state the following day, find more things to be grateful about. So again, if you're a person who finds what's wrong, you got to condition yourself to find what's right. And you can do that simply and powerfully through gratitude. Find what's good in your moments. They're always there. Look up. Lift your chin. Look up. There's always something there to be grateful for. Once you start to flex that muscle it just starts to become so much easier where three to five doesn't even cut it. You'll be listing 10, 20 things every single night and living in a state of gratitude most of the time. And lastly, uh, someone in, in session with me last week had asked how to read their body messages in order to develop intuition even more deeply. And the simple answer to that is to get quiet. And that's what we talked about today, you know, in the content is when you put yourself first and you decide what you need, deciding what you need comes from listening to yourself. It's from getting quiet. The more you get quiet, so whether that's through meditation or just closing your eyes, you know, as you're going about your day and, you know, just tuning into the moment you can start to feel what your body's telling you. So so maybe you're you had a conversation with someone and you gave away your power and then your 
your, your throat starts to constrict or your throat goes dry. You know, try to pay attention to those things to be able to say, what's that telling me? And maybe your body's telling you you've talked too much today. Or maybe it's telling you that you tend to um, give away your power and your truth when you're with a certain person. Or you get a stomachache when you're around somebody or when you're engaged in a certain situation or activity that no longer serves your life. And so when you start to put the two and two together, this is what I mean by being fragmented. Sometimes our body will act like that in ways that, you know, feel awful. And we don't even notice it because we're just going along. When you start to align heart and head and mind, body and spirit, you start to understand that when you're doing something that doesn't feel right, your body is not in harmony and it will tell you. So when you pay attention and get quiet, that's how you can read your body messages and really start to develop this, this powerful habit that will take you in the direction that you want to go. Enjoy these last few days of August and we'll see you in September. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com, where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.